Yes, guys, I hope we are good. So, momentous day. This is about the 73rd time I've decided to start a podcast. And today is the day where we press go. Although, saying that, I've pressed go 73 times previous to that and never got past uh, one episode. So, I am going to make a commitment that every single week we get out an episode. Now, if you have, I'm guessing, obviously, majority of you would have stumbled through this through social media. So you will know that predominantly what I do is help business owners, usually in the fitness industry, but we do help other business owners as well with their outreach and their marketing. So everything when it comes to connecting with your audience in the DMs, in conversations, and then also through their content some launch strategies, some longer form content and everything alongside that as well. So what I'm finding is I'm putting out reels on Instagram, but I feel like you have to get to the point very, very quickly and you can miss out on a ton of value because you're just trying to run through the information as quick as we can um, for all things algorithm and everything like that. So I wanted to do something where it's a little bit more longer form so hopefully you can take away some value of some kind and obviously implement it into your own businesses as well I'll be honest I have googled how to start a podcast lots of times um so yeah so we're just going to kind of get this out there and see how it goes no doubt over time as I become more committed and actually show up to what I said I was going to do many many times before um yeah no doubt the audio will get better and everything alongside that as well so just a kind of little bit of background so I've been in the fitness industry for many many years it started uh I've always played sport so I've always played uh, football from a really young age started when I was about eight um my first ever kind of match I watched on tv was Euro 96 which is pretty cool so you can work out there age range from that um so yeah so that was the that was the first kind of football um I watched um my granddad was massively into football as well so when I was very very young I say very young eight nine years old I was mascot for our local football team not the mascot that you see now the where they're wearing the huge outfits and throwing sweets into the crowd the mascot that wore the mini kit and would warm up with the players beforehand and then go out at the start of the match um, and go out, shake the referee's hand and usually get given the pound that they had um, flipped at the beginning of the match to see who was going to kick off. So, yeah, so sport's always been a huge part of my life. I then went to college and studied uh, sports development and coaching was the name of the course it wasn't it wasn't great it wasn't great if I'm honest with you it was it just went over about 10 different subjects like super surface level um but I really enjoyed the coaching aspect of it um you know took a lot from that as well and I think it's like the college lifestyle it was local to me as well so obviously I I wasn't living away or anything but yeah it was so much more laid back than obviously going to sixth form after that, I then went and coached in America for three months. So I went over to the northeast of America and did similar to Camp America, but it was just football. So we'd like go to a camp um, for the week. Um, we'd work with the kids in that camp. Um, the, the camp times vary depending on where it was. 
um, and we'd stay with the host family. We'd then go back to our base, which is at a ho- which was at a hotel in Rhode Island. We'd stay there for the weekend, and then you travel to the next base on the Sunday or Monday again, depending on where it was. So yeah, so did that for three months, which is really, really, really good. Um, I kind of got frowned upon. It was me and one other out of our whole college group that didn't go to university, and it was, you know, we kind of got those looks when we did the whole meet with your tutor and talk about next steps and yeah we were almost like outcasts because we decided not to do it but what I wanted to do though I didn't need to go to uni I knew I didn't need to go to uni as well and I think for me I would have enjoyed the lifestyle too much to the point of there would have been a degree at the end of it but also I felt that what I wanted to do as I say didn't need a degree so yeah so after I came back from that I worked for a little bit And then that's when I started getting into schools and coaching. This is for other companies. Um, So we were doing like PE lessons and also, you know, the biggest thing was the after school clubs. So we'd go in and do like the hour after school club um, with the kids that stayed on. And it was great, but I was very limited to the hours I could do simply because the busiest part of it was after school clubs. But obviously you can only do one after school club a day. So, you know, you'd be you'd be you do one every day, but ultimately you were still only working five to ten hours um PE was slightly limited then as well not a lot of schools outsourced it to companies so I was a little bit in no man's land so obviously I had to get another job to go alongside that as well um but yeah again I enjoyed it going to different schools coaching different sports um and that was when I kind of decided to start out on my own with it um again because I was so restricted to like I was relying on the on the on the company, right, to give me hours. So I was relying on them to be like, right, you need to go to this school Monday, this school Tuesday. Actually, we haven't got a club on Wednesday because that doesn't start yet. So then automatically I'd lost those hours and I'd go to that school Thursday, that school Friday. So it was very up and down. And there was part of me that's just like, fuck, like, why don't I just try and do this on my own? Like, what's what's the worst that could happen? These guys are giving me hours, but I could kind of go out and just, you know, start to market and and, and stuff like that. So that's what I did. Um, I actually went back to the old primary school that I went to and that was the first school uh, that I got Um, and it was actually the school that I continued working at until I finished this summer so July 2023 which is crazy really and again when I was at that school the hours just went up and up and up started obviously first an after school club then it was like can you do two after school clubs can you do three after school clubs actually now can you come in and do like two hours of PE in the afternoon before your after school club. So it's quite nice. It kind of grew from there. Um, we started taking on more schools. Obviously, then we had to take on staff as well. Um, that in itself was a huge, huge, huge learning curve. Um, yeah. I always remember this one time I was at that school. It was about half past two in the afternoon. Um, obviously, most after school clubs start when the when the school's finished, right? So about three, quarter past three. And I remember a coach messaged me at half past two and said, can't make the after school club today. And they were like over in Wimborne and I was I was at Pimpern um, and I was already doing an after school club at Pimpern. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? I've got a group of kids in front of me. I'm teaching them until three. I've then got my own after school club, but there's going to be 20 kids at another school waiting for this coach to turn up. And he's just told me he can't do it. And that was when I was a bit like, shit, this is. Oh, this is because I couldn't do anything about it, right? So it's huge, huge, huge learning curves when it comes to taking on staff and things like that. Um, so yeah, so obviously did that for quite a few years. 
got to the point where I, I, I kind of wanted to do something else. So that's when I got my PT qualification um, and started working at Pure Gym in Bournemouth, which was cool. Really, really enjoyed it. I love, love, love teaching the classes. I know a lot of um, PTs don't enjoy that. I know a lot of PTs are a bit like, you know, oh, got to teach classes. But for me, it was an absolute gold mine when it came to clients. Um, you could put your own spin on the classes um, and ultimately you had 20, 25 potential clients stood in front of you. So it was a very easy way to grow your client list off the back of just putting a bit of effort into the classes. Right. So, yeah, so did that and was still coaching at the same time. Obviously, PT stuff got busier um, to the point I was kind of like here, there and everywhere. Luckily, obviously, the schools were through the day. And obviously, for any PTs out there, you know, the busiest times are early in the morning before work and then and then in the evening so so it worked for quite a while just with the split in times um but yeah it got to the point it was almost like okay which direction are we going to go in with this um so that's when I actually decided to sell on the coaching company and um yeah and actually my brother took it on I kept one of the schools so that's the school that I was at and I just finished that recently um so I could still keep doing I mean I still enjoyed doing it I think it was just different I'm one of these. I like a lot of variety. I like to be doing lots and lots of different things, um, which can be good and bad, I guess. You could do lots and lots of different things, but they're not really doing anyone properly. Um, but I think that's just the way my brain works. It likes to be doing different things all of the time. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, yeah. So, I was there doing PT, and then I kind of left there, and then we went out to do online stuff. Um, so I literally went from like 50 hours on the gym floor to doing solely online. Again, it got to the point at Pure Gym where I was like, I could just stay here for the next six years, like doing my doing my classes, doing my shifts, teaching clients or coaching clients. And yeah, it could be great, but I know I could do more. So yeah, so I left there, took a majority of my clients online, which is great. After a few months, absolutely fucking hated it because <laughs> I'd gone from being very face to face with people to being sat behind my laptop. And I think it was a case of one missing the face to face interaction. But I always had this fear of like, I'm not doing enough. Like I went from working like 50 hours on a gym floor and obviously doing check ins and stuff along with your content. Like if you're really, really focused and on it, you can kind of get all your check ins done and all your content done for the week on like a Monday if you really, really went for it. Um so I was a bit not bored but I was a bit like again the variety thing in my brain kicked in like okay I need to do be me to, need to be doing more need to go out and do something else so that's when I started more like a um a hybrid approach so I kind of found a really good middle ground so we had the online side of it but then I also offered like offline group style classes so we started doing them outside in the good weather then we went into a gym and it was really nice because actually we then built that community side of things as well. So we had, you know, a really, really good group of ladies. So they had the the check-in aspect of it online um, and obviously the accountability side of it there. But then we also ran um, four to five group classes a week that they could come to. We we, we, used, we um, used this pretty big gym so they could all come together. Um, and it was good. It was really, really good. Like I say, it was the social side. It was the community side. All the ladies were very, very similar. You know, so they all had a lot in common. We had lots and lots of socials when it comes to just going out, um, you know, going for drinks, we had Christmas parties and everything like that. So it was so, 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 so good. And up to this point now, I still work with some of those ladies. 
Um, again, variety. Yeah, it just it just keeps it different for me as opposed to just sat kind of doing all things marketing and sat at desk the whole time as well. So yeah, that kind of brings us forward to kind of where we are at now. Um, missing a few of the of, of the little things in the middle. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we're at, and I I loved the aspect of marketing myself online from a content point of view love to create love 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 creating content um and there's something super interesting for me to really get inside people's heads and it's a huge actual lesson that you can kind of take from this it's ultimately when it comes to success online it is about you knowing that person better than they know themselves that's what's going to see the biggest success online. And this is why it's all about creating a group of people that you feel like you can really help. But not just that, because we know as coaches, if someone comes to us with health and fitness related struggle, we know that we could probably help them do it depending on what it is that that is, right? But ultimately, we can't market like that. Because if we market like that, we, 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 we're far too narrow. I always kind of look at it like a you remember like the oh, I say you remember they're still there the huge huge roads you get in America right they're like fucking six lanes wide that's how a lot of you are marketing at the moment and you need to market it like the alleyway in town that's why that's the way you need to look at it you're going far 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 too wide when it comes to a lot of your content and for me a huge interest was really getting to know the person I was speaking to so obviously when we were creating content for different business owners it was really researching and getting to know who their ideal client was and actually you know look reading lots of stuff watching lots of videos and really getting into their head and I think that's a huge thing that a lot of us can you know that's kind of going to be our biggest success when it comes to when it comes to marketing online is really knowing who it is that we're trying to talk to um, because the more specific we are the more chance we're going to connect deep enough with the right people in order for the for them to kind of look at our program and be like, yeah, shit, that's actually what I want. And I kind of did this in in many different ways over the last couple of years, but predominantly it's through outreach, right? So, so kind of helping business owners whether we do outreach for them, so we go onto their accounts for a specific num uh, amount of time and we kind of do outreach for them, or our brand new program where we're kind of teaching coaches how to do it for themselves. So ultimately the strategies that we use with our one-to-one -one clients, the methods that we use, what's working really well right now, and ultimately creating a space for them to actually go out and do it. And that could be something that you're struggling with just now is, you know, something that we find with a lot of coaches is they've got outreach or send 20 messages today. And it's always written on their to-do list, but it never gets done. And for many, many reasons, and it's stuff that I will really want to cover when it comes to this podcast as well, because it is it's something that I see a lot of coaches struggle with. And ultimately, it's what I struggled with as well. Um, I always remember I used to have a mentor and like one of the things they'd ask is how much time did you spend on lead generating? How many conversations did you send this? Or how many conversations did you start or how many messages did you send this week? And I would always massively overinflate the figure just because I didn't want to get told off. Ultimately, which sounds silly when you say that out loud. But I didn't know what to say. So I just start, have more conversations. What does that mean? Because for me, that's very similar to a weight loss coach saying, we'll just be in a calorie deficit. We know that that means all manner of different reasons for different people. And I think sometimes from a coach, from a coach's perspective, and this was my problem as well, it's like, 
I didn't want to ask how do I start a conversation because that to me meant I was stupid like I should know how to start a conversation right I should know how to message somebody I should know how to be like hey how are you but I kind of don't really know how to do it so then you'd overthink it get overwhelmed procrastinate and then maybe you should try again tomorrow and you'd be in the same situation fast forward six months and we've not connected with our audience we've done our content of course I always used to do content but the conversations is where I struggled so that's ultimately why we wanted to to launch um, the Connection Builder. And this is, again, why I kind of want to use this podcast as well, because I want to go into loads and loads of different reasons why it's not just start more conversations or just go out and message people because we know it's not that simple. And I kind of want to go through loads of, loads of those barriers that you could be uh, facing, loads of struggles that you could be facing as well when it, when it comes to doing that, because we know that it's the biggest most powerful, most successful lead generating tool that we have when it's done properly. So I'm going to leave it there for today. A little bit of a backstory on me. Also telling you that I've tried to start a podcast many, many, many times and it just hasn't happened before. But um, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it a mission to do more. Because as I say, I think on Instagram, we're very, very limited on the time and, and obviously I don't want to, don't want to have loads of time because then I will just ramble, which is possibly what's happened today. But I think it would be really good to kind of get just some more value out there and obviously to help you guys wherever I can when it comes to when it comes to outreach, because we know, as I say, when done right, it can be very, very powerful. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'd love to hear your biggest takeaway if you get a chance to uh, have a listen. And, yeah, I will speak to you in the next episode.